0: Hey all, this is Sean Gerber. Thank you for listening today. But before we get started, I have a couple of questions for you. Are you caught in the daunting maze of CISSP preparation, unable to find your way forward? That's precisely where I found myself when I began studying for the CISSP. Overwhelmed would be an understatement. There are now an ocean of CISSP training programs available, and are you unsure which ones to trust? I remember the struggle, but there was nothing accessible to me outside of the pricey boot camps, and that's precisely why CISSP Cyber Training came into existence, to illuminate your pathway towards acing the CISSP exam. At CISSP Cyber Training, I've forged the CISSP blueprint into a step-by-step guide to navigate you through the intricacies of the CISSP journey. Designed to provide you the direction and guidance you need to pass the CISSP exam confidently. But don't just take my word for it. Listen to what one of my students, Kevin Fallon, had to say about the CISSP blueprint. This is precisely what I needed in your course. Direction. The blueprint is the perfect roadmap to stay on track. I appreciate its clarity and tangible sense of progress it brings. A phenomenal tool for revision. And then there was another from Christopher Wagstaff. Sean Gerber, your guidance was invaluable throughout the CISSP study and certification process. Thank you for breaking the monotony. Once you've wrapped up with the podcast, make your next stop CISSPcybertraining.com and let's together turn the tide in your favor, meeting your CISSP goals and catapulting your career in cybersecurity. Now, without further ado, let's get going. Giddy up. Welcome to the Reduced Cyberist Podcast, episode 93. CISSP exam questions for software development. Welcome to the Reduce Cyber Risk podcast, where we provide you the training and tools you need to pass the CISSP exam while enhancing your cybersecurity career. Hi, my name is Sean Gerber and I'm your host for this action packed informative podcast. Join me each week as I provide the information you need to grow your cybersecurity knowledge so that you're better prepared to pass the CISSP exam. All right, let's get going. Hey, y'all, it's Sean Gerber with seangerber.com. Hope everybody's doing well. Uh, it's been a little while since I've chat with you uh, on the podcast. It's been a crazy crazy day or actually a crazy couple of months and I know you all are dealing with this as much as if not more than I am so uh, it's it's hard to believe how fast time goes by and where things go and how much work we've had to go through as far as, as, a, as a world in these recent months. So I apologize for not getting back with you. My uh, wife's business has been taking and consuming a lot of my time along with the fact that uh, it has been kind of just crazy getting through all of this. So uh, we're in the process of getting back with some more podcasts that you'll be seeing. Uh, along with that, we're going to be been, been thinking about how I can better help uh, the community that as far as studying for your CISSP and other security courses you may be dealing with. Um, so it's, it's kind of an interesting thing. We've been thinking about that pretty hard of what are some aspects that we can do to uh, reduce cyber risk? And basically myself, how can I help you with your CISSP exam? And, uh, what you'll be seeing a couple of things that's going to come out and a new podcast around, um, a new episode, I should say, around your career path and what are some key things you need to keep in mind. And we've talked about that routinely on this podcast. So the thought process is, is how do we help you study for your CISSP with the podcasts, with the videos that are on SeanGerber.com, as well as Possibly some study time, or some areas that we can work together. Maybe some one-on-one coaching to help you with this, uh, with studying your your CISSP. And I know that when I was studying for mine, it was. Tough. It was extremely tough just to get the time to be able to do it, um, so I think it's important that you have some accountability around this. It might help you get this done, along with, is, I get a lot of questions around what should I do from a career standpoint, what are my next steps, because it really isn't as defined and laid out as it could be, uh, Well, and it's really up to you. So we'll kind of think about that. So if you could uh, reply back to me, send me an email uh, at Sean at com, and we can maybe some get some information back to you on what are some good things for you to do on your CISSP and on your career. So as we get started on this, today we're just going to be talking about a couple exam questions, and you'll be able to find these as well on com, and that you can use for your studying needs. All right, so the first question is question 162. All right. John has been told that one of the applications installed on a web server within the DMZ accepts any length of information that a customer using a web browser inputs into the form. So basically allows them to add anything they want. Uh, And basically into the form that a web server provides to collect new customer data. Which of the following describes an issue that John should be aware of pertaining to this type of situation? One it's a, application is written in C programming language. B, the application is not carrying out enforcement of trusted computing base. C, application is running in ring three of the ring-based architecture. D, application is not interacting with memory manager properly. Okay, so as we talk about that, one of the things that can happen if there is uh, not the problem, accepts any length within a Uh, input form you can run into a situation of a buffer overflow attack and that typically is set up where it's it's situation that you could put in any line of code and it could cause the buffer to overload and then you could allow you access potentially allowing you access into that system and it's so the answer is a. The language is susceptible for a buffer overflow attack because it allows for direct pointer manipulation to take place. Specific commands can provide access to low-level memory addresses without carrying out bounds checking. Basically, the bounds checking is what are the bounds of that input form. So that's a big attack vector that many hackers will use. And this is usually when you don't have a really good software development lifecycle program that's in place, that can happen quite quickly and quite easily. So the answer is A. And you can find that question on Brainscape. They will, I'll have the show the link in the show notes, but you can find that there as well as on SeanGerber.com. Question 163. Steve has found out that software product that his team submitted for evaluation did not achieve the actual rating they were hoping for. He was confused about this issue since the software passed the necessary certification and accreditation processes before being deployed. Steve was told that the system allows for unauthorized device drivers to be loaded and that they were there was a key sequence that could be used to bypass the software access control protection mechanisms. Some feedback Steve received from the product testers is that it should implement address space layout randomization. That's a big word, a big group of words, and data execution protection. Okay, so I'm going to read that one to you again because there's a lot of words in there, and you're probably driving and you probably just fell asleep and hit a curb. So now that you're awake, that you fell asleep and hit a curb and now you're awake we're going to read that question again steve has found out that a software product that his team submitted for evaluation did not achieve the actual rating they were hoping for he was confused about this issue since the software passed the necessary certification and accreditation processes before being deployed steve was told that the system allows for unauthorized device drivers to be loaded and that there was a key sequence that could be used to bypass the software access control protection mechanisms Some feedback Steve received from the product testers is that it should implement address space, layout randomization, and that it should have data execution protection. So the questions are: the answers are, A, non-protected ROM sections, okay. B, vulnerabilities that allowed malicious code to execute in protected memory sections. That sounds probably more like it. C, a a lack of predefined and implemented trusted computing base. And then D, a lack of predefined implemented security kernel. Those are really those those two there don't really match either. Does does A? So it comes down to B. If testers suggest to the team that address space layout randomization and data execution protection should be integrated, this is most likely because the system allows for malicious code to be easily executed in these memory sections, and that would be dangerous, right? So uh, those are a situation where you need to consider if, if they are telling you that. Then there's probably a reason behind it, um, and I would also, if you have a development team that is giving you this this feedback, it would be wise just to kind of ask them. Well, what? Why did you come up with that solution? Because um, again, it's I've I've got my development team, and as they put aspects into their development life cycle, um, that's one of the key points that they have to work through is the vulnerabilities around those situations, and it struggles, especially for development folks. They they do struggle in that space. All right, next question. If a security mechanism offers availability, then it offers a high level of assurance that authorized subjects can blank the data, objects, and resources. A. Control. B. Audit. C. Access. D. Repudiate. So if a security mechanism offers availability, then it offers a high level of assurance that authorized subjects can blank the data, objects, and resources A is control B is audit C is access D is repudiate and the answer is C access accessibility of data objects and resources is a goal of availability. If a security mechanism offers availability, then it's highly likely that data objects and resources are accessible to authorized subjects. All right, that's all I have today for the Reduce Cyber Risk podcast. These are just questions we have, and we've got a lot of great stuff that's going to be happening here on SeanGerber.com or at com. so please go check us out out. Uh, I've got a lot of great things that are happening. We've got my CISSP course that is there available for you. And for new subscribers, you will get a reduced rate on that CISSP course, as well as my CISO course that is being in development. And uh, that will be available for people. If you sign up for that, you can uh, that's for free right now. Uh, once I finish it up, you it will, it will cost. And so now is the time to sign up for that course. Uh, but bottom line, we're also looking at other ways that we can help you uh, pass your CISSP. And there's lots of there's exam questions that you can go over. All the questions that I go through in my podcast are there and available. Uh, so it is an, a plethora, a cornucopia of information for you to pass your CISSP the first time. All right, have a wonderful day and we'll catch you on the flip side. See ya. Thanks so much for joining me today on my podcast. Head over to seangerber.com and look at all the free content that I have available for you. There is a CISSP mini course, free CISSP exam questions, podcasts, and so much more. It's all available to my email subscribers, so sign up. If you want my personalized CISSP training, purchase my training courses, and I'll be there to help you with your CISSP needs so you can pass the test the first time. Thanks so much for listening. We'll catch you on the flip side. See ya. Thanks so much for listening today, as it was my pleasure to prep you for the CISSP exam. But are you interested in some free CISSP exam questions? Head on over to cisspquestions.com and sign up to join my email list, and you will gain access to 30 free CISSP questions each and every month. That's a total of 360 questions just for signing up with CISSP Cyber Training. You will also gain access to other free resources, so just head on over to FreeCISSPQuestions.com or CISSPCybertraining.com and sign up today. All right, have a wonderful day, and we'll catch you on the flip side. See ya.